Hello and welcome to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup for research published between the 19th and the 25th of July 2022. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the ME Association. There have been six new ME-CFS studies and 14 studies on long COVID this week. None of the studies particularly caught our eyes this week with a lack of biological studies and a large number of review articles. Several of the studies listed this week are not directly on ME-CFS. They cover a range of chronic illnesses. These are studies 1, 2, 3 and 6. We have highlighted two of the studies. Paper 1 is a preprint study, therefore it has not been peer-reviewed and the science has not been verified. And this paper is on non-pharmacological therapies for post-viral syndromes. PVS. This review identified five non-pharmacological treatments and these were Pilates, music therapy, telerehabilitation, which is where the use of television is used to deliver services for rehabilitation at home, resistant exercises and neuromodulation, which is a technology intervention which works on the nerves. The authors concluded that these all showed promise in those who have experienced post-viral fatigue syndromes. Despite the extremely large number of UK-based researchers involved in this review, 21 in total, there seems to be gaps in their knowledge and the breadth of this review. For example, the biggest gap being that the definition of post-viral syndromes used where they only included studies where the original virus could be identified. Therefore, this rolled out ME-CFS and only included long COVID, Epstein-Barr virus and chikungunya virus. The knock-on effect of this means that their eligibility criteria for their systematic review only included five studies, with five treatments being identified which is definitely not enough studies to make an informed decision about non-pharmacological treatments which should be used. If ME-CFS was included in this review, we would have probably seen a different review, especially which non-pharmacological treatments were focused on. In conclusion, we cannot take much from this study in which therapies can help to manage fatigue. Paper 4 is another review article on the role of antigen persistence in three similar long-term illnesses, ME-CFS, Long Covid and Gulf War Illness, GWI. This review article gives a nice overview of the three long-term illnesses covered before the authors explain their theory of persistent antigen hypothesis. From my understanding, in brief, this can be summarised as a mismatch in the antigens leading to antigens not being eliminated and persisting in the body. The authors list this as causing a number of issues, such as a persistent antigen continues to cause direct tissue damage. This damage includes chronic inflammation produced by a persistent immune response, including cytokine production as well as ongoing breakdown of the proteins which can lead to autoimmunity and antigen persistence can alter differentiation of pathogen-specific T-cells resulting in functional exhaustion 
and defective immunological memory. This view does cover a range of topics relating to the immune system and shows that immune dysfunction is present in all three conditions. Persistent antigens are shown to be a problem in a number of other illnesses such as HIV, hepatitis B and C, Epstein-Barr virus, EBV, with recent data showing this is also the case following a COVID infection. However, I'm not sure how strong the theories presented in this review are for MECFS. As to date, there is a lack of evidence showing that antigen persistence exists in MECFS. Therefore, currently, this is another hypothesis to add to the collection on what causes MECFS. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I will be back next week with the next instalment.